0: good morning friends you're listening to a hasty podcast i'm your dungeon master weston hasty you're listening to a hasty podcast Mm. (laughs) Mm. coffee it's the lifeblood it's the lifeblood that gives us all life and blood blood. (laughs) lifeblood hello welcome to the podcast Sorry, I was just uh, getting some of my music playing. I've mentioned this before, but uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, because I have a YouTube, but you can also listen to this on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, there's a couple others, Anchor, et cetera. I'm also on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, though, I wear these headphones. And you might be wondering why. If you haven't been watching the podcast before, you might be wondering why. The reason is because I listen to music while I do this podcast. I like to have the white noise. I like to have the white noise while I talk. If I talk and it's just me, it's like too awkward. Like it's like I get over like overly self-conscious about the fact that I'm talking. I think it's mostly the echo in this room, which for the most part, I hope you guys can't hear on the microphone. Maybe a little if you're an audiophile. But for the most part, it's not bad. It's not so bad that I'm worried about putting up soundproofing or whatever. I don't know how much longer I'll be living in this specific place anyway. So I don't worry about it. Uh, but the point is I like to have a little bit of music playing. And nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Today we're listening to uh, smooth jazz. <laughs> Do you like jazz? Uh, we're listening to smooth jazz. I found a playlist on my YouTube music app. Uh, except that it's not my app. It's the the browser. Did you know you can if you have, or maybe anybody can do this. At one point in time, YouTube Music was only for YouTube Red slash premium members. I think anybody can listen to it now. It just has ads or whatever. But did you know you could do that through the browser? You can. There's an app. This is not sponsored. <laughs> this is a complete side tangent uh, that I didn't think I was going to talk about. Uh, there's an app, YouTube Music, or you can go to music.youtube.com and just play music. So if you if you're someone that listens to a lot of music through like YouTube, you can go to music.youtube.com instead of youtube.com and you can do like playlists and stuff. It's really convenient. You can ser- you can search by music instead of having to search by videos and stuff. I like it a lot and I use it a lot. Today we're listening to smooth jazz. I found a playlist that I'm listening to. You guys can't hear it. It's just me. It's all for me. I'm very selfish like that. I don't I will not share. <laughs> but um Yes, welcome to the podcast. It's Thursday, and that means tomorrow is Friday. And and tomorrow is a very special—I forgot to mention this yesterday. There's a very special episode coming out tomorrow. We have a special guest. So we have an extra-long, hour-long podcast episode tomorrow on Friday that you won't want to miss. We have a very special guest. We revealed who it is that uh, I am— Interviewing, talking with, speaking with, conversing with. We revealed that on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty, where for as little as a dollar a month you can help support the show and take part in our little uh, weekly super mini uh, uh, podcasts that are an extension of this one. It's Wednesdays with Weston, where we just talk about behind the scenes stuff, things that are coming up. It's once a week. The more people that join the Patreon, the more we're going to do, basically. So if you haven't checked out my Patreon, once again, it's patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty. I revealed who the guest is yesterday. But if you're not a member of the Patreon, you'll just have to tune in tomorrow at so long as I haven't screwed everything up, which sometimes I do, tomorrow at 8 a.m. sharp central time. That's like 9 a.m. eastern time or like 6 a.m uh pacific time or some other times if you're on the other side of the planet <laughs> so that's coming up um tomorrow but today today's topic as you can probably tell for, uh, by the th- title and thumbnail of of the youtube video or just the title of the podcast episode or by the fact that i introduced myself as your dungeon master today there are many clues that might 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 give you the hint that today, we're talking about mm, d and der, the old D&D, the Dungeons and Dragons, that's right, and uh, I I was trying to think of topics for the podcast, and this was like a, a, th- a one that I haven't really talked about on the podcast before. One of the many things that I do, in terms of hobbies and such, is I play a little bit of D&D. Um... I'm I still consider myself relatively new at D&D, but now it's now, now that I think about it, I've been playing D&D for a couple of years now, which doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel like it's been a couple of years cuz um it's like a, a once a week or once every couple weeks depending on people's schedules that I actually get the chance to play. Uh so I I feel like I haven't played a ton of D&D, but it has been for a while now. I started out as a player uh, my first character, uh Charlie Pinknose was a wizard who was pretty much terrible at everything except t- was technically highly intelligent but extremely unwise with that intelligence. Uh so he was he, he he was one that would run his mouth and say the dumbest things. Uh almost went to prison uh although some Nat twined his way out of it. Uh, let's put it that way. The the court case went. <laughs> there was a court case. Charlie Pinkney's nose almost went to prison. He went to court. He was found innocent, or at least not guilty. Uh, anyway, that was uh, a story. I don't even remember the details of it. All started. It all started in a misunderstanding in a bar. Let's put it that way, where. Uh, <laughs> After a series of allegations, Charlie stood on trial for potentially very terrible things that, to be fair, he didn't do. He wasn't guilty. (laughs) It was just a matter of saying the wrong things in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) Very bad. Um, Anyway, that is neither here nor there. That was my first character um, as I was getting into... D &D and figuring out what that is dungeons and dragons for anyone who isn't familiar i feel like dungeons and dragons has gotten popular enough by far that even if you don't play it you probably know what it is if you're an adult if you're really young maybe you wouldn't know because you play video games and don't play tabletop games or whatever but like i feel like if you're an adult you've at least heard of dungeons and dragons you know what it is even if you haven't played it it's a tabletop game and by that i don't mean like a board game Although, like, you can make boards for, like, combat encounters and stuff. But that's that's a separate thing. It's not like a board game. It's not a card game, right? It's a tabletop game uh, where there's a dungeon master who's kind of in charge of delivering the story to the players. It, it's, it, it's collaborative. The players help tell that story as well because they make decisions and choices and stuff as well as the the dungeon master but the dungeon master kind of presents the world and the scenarios and the combat encounters the dm does a lot of work uh in preparing each session basically and then the players all play as different characters in this world that the dm sort of presents right and so it's a tabletop game where uh everything happens in your imagination and a lot of people have like Uh, maps and boards that they make for combat encounters or city maps so you can move around you can have little like uh uh pieces uh, little figures i think is the word i'm looking for uh, little figures and move them around and there's dice rolling lots of dice rolling to determine the outcome of any given number of events sequences choices etc um that's where the famous d20 the 20-sided dice kind of I think originated was from Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if there was a tabletop before it that used D20s, but there's D10s and 8s and 6s and 4s, technically anything, even D100, which I could never wrap my head around how you were supposed to roll a D100 because it's basically a 10-sided dice with 10s on it, and then you roll a D10 with the 1s, and I, you know what? For the most part... Especially since the pandemic, but uh, even before the pandemic, I mostly use, these days, uh, online. I use Roll20. There are other alternatives to playing Dungeons & Dragons online, but the way I do it with my current group is that we get together in Discord to converse. Uh, and then we use Roll20 for our maps and, and, and keeping track of our like character sheets and stuff. Uh, which is just a website. It's Roll20, uh, but, but the 20 is like a literal two zero, So roll L two zero dot... I almost want to say it's a dot net. Is Roll20 a dot net? Hang on. It is. Roll20 dot net. Just in case you guys wanted to look it up for some reason. We use that um, as well as Discord to sort of do our uh, campaign. Because uh, in my group, there are four of us. Uh, there's been other people that have come and gone... Th- uh, in our group over the course of the last couple of years that we've played. My brother was the first DM that we had in the online group that we were doing. Um, and in his campaign, there was uh, several people came and went. Me, my buddy TJ, which you've probably seen on my streams. Uh, Ian's in it now. He wasn't in it in Wiley's campaign, but he started in my campaign. I th- yes, that's when he started, um, th- which you'd recognize from streaming, as well as some other people. Alex who I've mentioned on the podcast before several times, um, was a part of uh, Wiley's campaign for a while, and then schedules changed, and he kind of bounced out. We've had tons of people come and go in his campaign, uh, and unfortunately, his campaign kind of came to an end just because, basically, just because everybody's schedules uh, went one way or the other, and we had to wait on whether or not certain things could happen, and it just got really complicated, unfortunately. So we kind of did a reboot, Uh, And I I took on the Mantle as DM. I really wanted to do it. I wanted to try uh, dungeon mastering. I wanted to try it myself. Because as a player, I loved being a player. It was It was fun. Uh, but I just really wanted to try doing Dungeon Master. And I, I just really wanted to be in charge of the systems and stuff and help uh, uh, sort of deliver story and, and uh, that kind of thing. It just, it just really felt up my alley. It was something I really wanted to do. I wish I had more time to prepare more for each session. I feel bad for my players that uh, my, my, my preparation is not as good as it could be. Um, but they seem to enjoy it anyway. I, they're, they seem to enjoy it um or at least that's what they tell me so thankfully it, it's working so far but point is we're in a four person group myself included my brother wiley and then tj and then ian which if you're if you're on my streams on magic man mo that's our four man group the with the guys series that we do on fridays it's the same four it's the four of us we also do D on saturdays um online and and do that uh i'm the dungeon master like i said my brother plays uh, that's Wiley. he plays a uh half orc fighter uh multi-class with a level of cleric he wants to do more cleric levels but he's trying to get more fighter levels first they're all just level five they're almost at level six they're almost at level six they've it's it's taken a while because <laughs> there's there's only you know it's only a three-person party so they can't take on two crazy encounters and so delivering experience, we're not playing milestones, we're, we're doing experience, um, which just to say, like, every monster is, like, worth a certain amount of experience points and certain other events, the DM can award experience points and that kind of thing. And in Dungeons and Dragons, there's a certain number of experience points you have to hit before you can level up. The alternative to that is playing milestones where the DM just kind of, like, decides when you all level up. I didn't want to do that. I play a little loosey-goosey, so we're playing experience points. So, needless to say, because it's only a three-person party, as opposed to, like, five or six or whatever, which a lot of uh, uh, D&D groups could have is a five- or six-person par- party, um, the encounters aren't crazy, so they don't get a ton of experience every encounter. So, it's taken a while. It's taken a while to get to—they're so close to level six. I, they, I think they're going to get it next session, Um probably. I mean it always depends on what they actually end up doing and what ends up happening. Um but yeah, my brother plays a half orc fighter uh with a class of cleric and then uh TJ plays a um uh uh help me out, help me out, help me out. They're a monk. Hang on. Did I just forget what race TJ plays as? I, I think I oh he play well, cuz uh that's because he uh has a new character. That's right. Uh it's a it's a bunny per. What's the name of the bunny per? Hang on. D&D uh, rabbit race. Hang on, it's it's one of the new ones. What the frick are they called? Lepine? Lepine lapine, Lepine? I've just been calling them a rabbit. <laughs> we have this running gag. Please don't hate me. Don't please, please don't cancel us. We have this running gag where where a lot of our characters tend to be accidentally racist or some kind of ism, because every. I promise you, it's an all. It's it. I promise you, it's not as bad as it sounds. But it always ends up happening is somebody will say something that is accidentally really insensitive to like another canonical race in in the D and D universe. Um, So so the joke is that like everybody's kind of racist. It sounds terrible. The one that I thought the the one that we still joke about a lot. This was during my brother's campaign was um uh, uh who was actually it was tj's character was playing a dragonborn and he was very tall or whatever and we were in a town primarily made out of like gnomes and so like if you went to like inns and stuff if you needed to go stay at an inn um all the beds were short and stuff like that right everything was was small <laughs> and, and tj just offhanded. <laughs> Didn't mean anything by it, right? Um, I forget what we had been talking to pr- previously, but he asks the innkeeper, do you have any rooms with regular-sized beds? And so, like, the, uh, the insinuation was that, you know, to be short, like, a gnome or whatever is irregular, like, you're the weird ones. The freaking seven-foot-tall Dragonborn is normal-sized compared to everybody else. So, like, the, the joke was that he was, like, short racist, right? So that was the joke with his character. My character, Korax, which was a rogue, had done, um, what did he do? He was racist too. I think it was also towards short people. I think it was towards short people as well. I don't remember what Korax said. I don't remember what I said for my character that I accidentally became racist to, but I think it was towards halflings instead of gnomes. And it's never intentional. It'll be like, someone will say something offhand and it's like, wait a minute. That's not okay, is it? and then it becomes the whole thing sorry i'm laughing about it because it really at the time it really was funny it's like oh yeah because D has crazy races it you know you might say something that's like oh wait a minute anyway tj plays a, a lapine uh rabbit folk monk <laughs> and then uh, Ian plays a halfling um wizard so we've got a wizard a monk and a, a fighter cleric in our group and they're doing really well. Uh, we're we're playing this campaign. I, I I call it Shadows over Mar. I can't talk. Shadows over Maradil. And what happened is that, um, and originally this was a two person party because Ian hadn't joined us at the very beginning. So it was just Wiley and TJ. And TJ had a different character at the time, who was um, Scrampton. Was a uh, was he a halfling? Yes, yes. Scrampton was a halfling. Um, uh, uh, hang on, wh- hang on, arc, ar- arcanist, alchemist. You can tell how good a DM I am. <laughs> uh, anyway, point is, the the I think they were the alchemist subclass of the arcanist class. That's a thing. Anyway, it was just them two, and they they were these sort of ex um members of the, of a military branch of the the kingdom of myrrh which is named after an ancient hero it, there's a bunch of world building there that i don't even think they know because they haven't bothered to learn it but that's okay uh and they they got sort of dragged into this conflict where a mysterious thing uh, a chest with mysterious contents was being uh tri- uh 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 delivered across the country and they intercepted it and it was very dangerous and they were working with this NPC who needed to bring it back to Mardil, which is the capital city of Mar. And they get there and things happen. Uh, Their NPC that they had been traveling with goes missing. They find him dead. There's this uh, sort of um, uh, underground, not scandal, what's the word I'm looking There's What's the word I'm looking for? I'm very at a loss for words today. It's not very good but there there's a um conspiracy that's the word i'm looking for there's a sort of underground conspiracy uh to to uh in in infiltrate not infiltrate in in infest yes in no what what is the word i'm anyway it is this mysterious black ooze <laughs> that if consumed turns a person into like a shadow person, uh, basically. Or if even um, even if it's spilled, it itself has magical properties and becomes an entity upon itself and can try to infect. Uh, in fact, I think is the word I was looking for. In fact, other people and that sort of thing. It's based off of, for those of you that are into Dungeons & Dragons, the, it's based off of the Shadow Monster from the Monster Manual, but with some extra flair and, and changes and tweaks on my side. I, I homebrew a lot of things, at least a little bit, just to make it a little bit special from the actual different manuals, like the, the, the Dungeon Master's Manual, the Monster Manual, etc. I kind of homebrew just a little bit of a lot of things, uh, just to add a little bit of flair. But it's based on that. But instead of being, like, a monster in its own right, it's also, like, been constructed. The party doesn't know in what way it's been constructed yet or manufactured or whatever. And hopefully they don't hear this podcast. I'm not going to try to give away too many secrets. For the most part, all of this is what they know anyway. I don't think any of them listen to my podcast, but just in case... (laughs) just in case like TJ does. I think I think of the three of them TJ is the most likely one to listen to this. But I won't give away too much about it. But they they discover that the sort of head or at least one of the leaders of this conspiracy is actually an uh an officer working for the Mardillion uh sort of uh guard which is sort of um an internal military group that protects the, the the kingdom, right, as opposed to the actual military branch that takes care of outside the kingdom affairs, and. They managed to run him out of town, basically, and they get a quest to go after him and try to bring him back dead or alive. Much better reward if they can bring him back alive, because obviously they want to question him and that kind of thing. But otherwise, he's committed, like, crazy treason, so if he's brought back dead, there's still a reward for that. And so they've gone off, uh, gone off chasing after him, uh, and... Got eventually to skip a lot of details they 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 uh capture one of his lackeys who brings them to a forest where there's a camp where he could be they go to this camp there's a fight they get thrown through a rift now they're far up north in this sort of mountain range uh tundra wasteland um where they're currently on the trail to following this officer this this officer gone rogue This 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 uh this treasonous traitor to this uh, city called Laurstadil, which is the dead city, um, a city uh, forgotten to time, traveled to not like in the last thousand years, um, only existing in myth that perhaps the city once existed or that kind of thing, right? And they're, they're trying to track him there, but there are po- uh, a number of points of interest on the way there, one of which is this observation post run by a frost giant uh, who at least uh, appears to be friendly to their plight, even offering to help so long as they help him. He runs this sort of outpost that is a refuge for those that have escaped Larsdil. Larsdil is a city that turns out truly does exist, and people seem to actually live there, but people are trying to escape there, and are they're taking up refuge in uh this frost giant who goes by the name mirror they take uh refuge in his outpost and they sort of just stay there and have have settled to escape there are a couple other points of interest um there is a giant chasm they the uh the the party discovered a map there's uh so they kind of know about the points of interest but they don't know much about them there's a giant chasm they could go to there's a huge swath of land that on the map is just labeled no that they don't know is what is there exactly. And there's a mountain uh, that is specifically labeled. And then there's, of course, Lauer still itself. Uh, Mir, the frost giant, has informed the party that they can't get into Lauer still It's locked down, but he can tell them how to get around that if the party will go to Mount Stalker, which is the mountain that's labeled on the map. If they can go there and defeat the stalker that lives there, that the mountain has been named after, defeat him and bring back some of the stolen refugees. Uh, Stolen? Kidnapped is the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Stolen! Kidnapped refugees. The, The stalker that lives on this mountain has come into the observation post over time and has kidnapped a number of these refugees. Mir wants them back. So the party needs to go to the mountain and slay the stalker, or at the very least bring back the refugees, and Mir will help them into the city. On the way to the uh mountain however our party has been uh jumped (laughs) they could decide how to get to the uh, mountain and of course they could decide how they travel quickly or stealthily or whatever they might want to do in the path that they took and at the rate that they were going they managed to get spotted by a Uh, which they had heard, they'd heard about, they found this out at the observation post, that there might be a dragon in the area nearest the chasm. And they decided to travel in that direction, and they were spotted. Uh, So needless to say, at level five, they all got to encounter their first dragon. And it was very exciting. I didn't expect them to face the dragon. Uh, I knew the dragon was going to be in the area. I was prepared for that. And at the very least, I expected them to try to hide from the dragon instead of run from the dragon. Uh, So (laughs) they try to outrun on land a dragon that could fly. Needless to say, it didn't work. Uh, They were caught up to. The dragon, uh, amused by their plight, uh, swoops down um, and and sort of tries to uh, convince... The three to do a quest for him instead. That or be eaten. Basically, the dragon was bored. He's like, "I'm kind of hungry. I'd like to eat you." But also, I got I got a proposition for you. And because they, they, they went through some conversation a little bit, and the dragon, upon learning that the party is on a quest for Mir, offers instead that if they can kill Mir, the dragon will let them live. And even keep the observation post that Mir resides at, because as it turns out, the dragon does not like Mir. They couldn't quite figure out from the dragon why he didn't. Um, the party tried to convince the dragon to offer a different kind of reward. There was some back and forth. Things got kind of tense. The dragon got bored and decided to attack them. Uh, there were some failed. Uh, there were some failed charisma checks, basically. So the party did combat. The three members, all level five, decided to do combat with my dragon. Now, lucky for them, it was a young dragon. It was, uh, I forget what they're called, if it's a young dragon or a young adult dragon, but it wasn't quite an adult dragon. So luckily, and it was a blue dragon. I screwed up. It was supposed to be a white dragon. I have a couple of dragon encounters, like, written down, and I, somehow... Somehow I put the blue dragon in the frozen wasteland. It was supposed to be a young white dragon. Somehow I managed to put a blue dragon and I didn't even catch it until all of a sudden I started running the encounter. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is the dragon that breathes lightning, (laughs) not like ice. Oh, well, I guess there's a blue dragon here now because I'd already gone through this entire thing describing this blue dragon. Don't know how at any point in time during the session, I didn't catch my mistake, so sometimes as a DM, you just roll with it. Yep, there's a blue dragon here. Uh, that wasn't part of the plan. I, I mean, it's not impossible. There's no reason a blue dragon couldn't be in the area. It's just not what I meant to do. Um, so we did that. Uh, it was great. Uh, our wizard, our poor wizard, who didn't know anything about dragons, uh, pulled out like a, a third level. I, I think it's third level. It's not fourth level. He's not that powerful yeah. I think it's a third level lightning bolt, lightning strike, lightning something i forget what it's called i'm a very good dm uh which is his most powerful spell uh but uh blue dragons are immune not not just resistant to are entirely immune to lightning damage so he pulls his massive spell and it just fizzles on this dragon and he the dragon on his turn just turns around and lightning breaths sport. <laughs> for Elgin which is Ian's character to de- to near dead knocks him unconscious not enough to quite kill him outright but knocks him unconscious in one go it was amazing <laughs> it was good so the good news is um at the start of the at the start of the round when combat started uh Wily's character and TJ's character both uh rolled a Nat 20 on their in- initiative and the way I homebrew that this is not a real rule I homebrew this um on a Nat 20 initiative roll not only do you get to go first because it's a Nat 20 and I usually let play even if a enemy rolls a Nat 20 I let the players go first it's more fun um not only do they get to go first but they get an additional action so instead of one action one bonus action in their movement on their turn they get two actions and a bonus action in a movement just just for funsies just to reward the nat 20 i think it's fun um the reverse of that is if you roll a nat one under your initiative you get to lose your movement or your action your choice <laughs> you can do one or the other but not both uh just to punish you but not it's not too bad it's it's it, it hurt. it sucks but it's not It's not terrible but the nat 20 is really good so uh they both got nat net 20s uh tj and Wiley. so on their turns they got to go first they pummeled the crap out of that dragon And then uh, Ian's character rolled above the dragon on initiative as well. So they all three got to take their turn on the dragon first at the beginning of the encounter. And in the first three turns, their three turns, they did like 50-something damage to this dragon that only had like 150-something health. So they took out a third of his health in one round. And I was getting very worried about that until the dragon's first turn came And lightning breaths the wizard straight unconscious. And all of a sudden, the party is down an entire member. I am almost out of time for this episode on this podcast. Should I talk more about D&D? We can do that. I could start from the beginning and talk more about this party's exploits. Uh, Where we're at right now, there's more to talk about this dragon encounter. There's more to say. Let's just say the party is still alive. The party's still alive. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Should I talk more about D&D on the podcast? Let me know uh, Hit by hitting me up on Twitter at WestonHasty using the hashtag hastypodcast. And let me know if I should talk more D&D on the podcast. I think I probably will. Let me know if I should uh, continue telling you and regaling the stories that the party goes through as we go. Should I start from the beginning? I don't remember everything, but I, I, I could figure it out. I could talk to the others. Let you know how things go. But basically, my party had their first dragon encounter just the other week. Uh, We missed last week, uh, uh, but two weeks ago, they had their first dragon encounter. And it was very exciting to see how it goes. Basically, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to nerf the party, but it's really hard to figure out like how far I can push them, like, what encounters too hard, because sometimes I throw them really hard encounters, and they crush it, other times, you know, a character gets one shot, <laughs> you never know, let me know what you guys think about d and d I I would love to talk more about it, but unfortunately, we're out of time for this podcast, it's been great, ask me questions on Twitter, uh, what else do we got, If you enjoyed this podcast and you're listening to this on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, share with your friends. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or any of the other podcasting platforms, make sure you give this a follow, share this with your friends, let them know that I exist to help support the show for free. Support me with your money. If you would like to on patreon.com forward slash Weston hasty and tune in tomorrow for a special guest on the, po- on the podcast, special hour-long podcast tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. All that I ask is that you take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and wash your hands. I'm out here. Bye.